This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategy. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Patrick Jackson, the owner and community builder of the Network in Action San Antonio, a business referral organization. Patrick, welcome to the show. Excited to be here. You bet. We're also going to talk with Lisa Sigsworth, a registered nurse who also is a hypnotist and end-of-life educator who specializes in grief, death, and dying. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. In studio with us today is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to Always the show. Always happy to be here. And I'm your host, Mark Eminger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States, which is how I built my entire company. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. As big as we are on social media, a lot of folks don't realize that they can also find us on iTunes and Google Play and all of the things, right? We're just so big on social media that um, I don't hear about the podcast side of it so much. Anymore. But we've got thousands of downloads over there as well. So, eh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm more of a visual guy. So, it's Oh, like, you on <laughs> Spotify also? Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we'll do like uh, YouTube and I'll just go that's how i listen to the show you know what i mean it's, i don't know is that good or bad what do you think lisa i think it's absolutely wonderful i love the way you think mm-hmm. all right if you are a business owner in the san antonio area and would like to have your company featured on the show visit our website at satalkradio.com or you can call our office at 210-879-8804 that's 210-879-8804 so uh, podcast is great you know we get to know each other a little bit but how about the Let's Talk Business Podcast Mixer coming up on January 25th, 2024 from 530 to 7.30 p.m. Or now we can all kind of come together at Project Cowork Central and uh, interact with each other, learn a little bit more, network, right? <laughs> doing some networking. Always a good idea, yeah. Yeah, it is, right? And then uh, doing some business together, which is fun. It's like this is a tangible way to bring all of the guests, which we've had hundreds of them, try and bring them together into a room where we can kind of get to know each other and do some business together. Um, the, this premiere event will bring our show guests and making fans together for two hours of fun and networking and is an opportunity to rub elbows with me, your host with the most, and our amazing co-hosts, Genevieve Sims, Heather Bame, and Howie Nestel. The organizers of this event are expert event planners, so you can be sure this will be a fantastic evening. Now, attendance is limited just uh, to 100 ticket sales, so it's like if you're going to go, you need to buy the tickets quick. Um, They're more than a third sold in just a week, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're expecting everything to be sold out by the end of November. So if you're hearing this announcement for the first time, you need to get over to the website ASAP and grab your tickets. If this isn't the first time you've heard the announcement and you haven't got your tickets yet, then you need to get over there. And get them done. Lisa, have you got your tickets already? Not yet. Do you take Cash App? Uh, I don't know. We It's all it's through Eventbrite. Like event. Oh, it's all That's yeah. how we do it. Okay, no so problem. It's yeah. card, cash, anytime. Patrick, <laughs> I'm putting, legit. See, I like to put people on the spot, right? That's how you do sales. Patrick, <laughs> have, have you even heard about it? I, no, I have heard about it. I have not bought my tickets yet. I'm waiting for my boss, a.k.a. my wife, uh, to give me the evening off to, to jump fair. into it. Like, yeah. Just tell her I'm going to be around. I get to hang around Mark and Heather. That's, that should be enough you're, right there. You're right. I, I'm so sorry. I should, I'll just I'll text her now. <laughs> Let me know if I need to talk to her. Just yeah, like right? copy yeah, paste the link to this episode. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So once again, head over to our website at satalkradio.com. Get your tickets today, and we'll see you at the Let's Talk Business Podcast Mixer on January 25th, 2024. And if that wasn't enough, let me try and sell you something else. Yeah. 
So I am super <laughs> excited about this. So you guys, if you have never had a business coach, you got to have a business coach. Mine is sitting right next to me over here, Heather Bame. Awesome. And we kind of collaborated on this idea of how do we monetize the audience, right, in a way that's productive and good for everybody to come together and we can provide an elevated service. And that way, a good way, at least one that I think we agree on, mm -hmm. is the Facebook group where we can bring people together, share each other's experiences, learn a little bit more about what's going on, and do some business together in that Facebook group community. So we've had over 16,000 subscribers on YouTube, over 5,000 followers on Facebook. I think we're at 5,400 on the Facebook page. We've done over 300 interviews in the last two years, and we're reaching more than 110,000 people per month on social media, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, and our podcast fans are made up largely of entrepreneurs and small business owners. So those are the kind of those are my favorite people, right? They, those are the people I talk to, which is why I enjoy doing the podcast every week. Um, but now we're bringing the guests, local business community, and fans from all over the country together in our community Facebook group. Now our guests will get increased exposure to the Let's Talk Business podcast community, and fans of the show will get more insight and access to the show guests. So it's guests access to guests, and fans access to guests, and guests access to fans. It's like everybody win, 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 right? Right? That's a – what are you laughing about? <laughs> Lisa, that That's absolutely I, true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it. So another thing we talked about was like, how do you get in front of the right people? So you're spending time in front of those right clients. Well, that's a way to do this. My the right people that I want to be in front of are entrepreneurs and business owners. So that's um, for me. That's my people. Let's bring everybody together. So if this is something that appeals to you, um, then I would say. Get early access to the podcast community on Facebook is now available for only $99 a year. So, if, and we've got 554, I think, is, is the, the members Currently in that in it, yeah. group so far. So, if you've been a guest on the show and want access to our fans, or if you're a fan of the show and want access or want to be able to connect to the guests on a deeper level, head on over to our website at satalkradio.com and learn more about getting early access to this amazing Let's Talk Business podcast community on Facebook. A couple of things that I'm doing. So you know how we do at the beginning of the show? It's like, well, tell me a little bit about your background. It's always something we do, right? Um, but that's not ever a clip that makes it into the social media world. Well, in this group, I we're launching the bios. So what I'll do is introduce a business owner to the group. This is, the, mm -hmm. let's, this is a, like uh, Stallion Science. We had Abdul on, on yeah. the show, and I did one with him. And it's like, hey, this is who this is, and it's 90 seconds of him talking about who he is and how he ended up where he's at, which is super cool because it connects us on a little bit deeper level, which I think is pretty neat. So anyway, lots of ideas coming there, so we're super excited about that. Okay, so speaking of networking, and I know, I mean, we've got a networking expert here, and we all do networking here, so I thought this would be a great topic to kind of open up uh, the floor here, but it's more than just networking, it's focused networking. And this is coming out of conversations that we had. <laughs> Several like, conversations yeah, that we've had. Let's bring it into the table and talk about it in front of other people. I want to get some witnesses that maybe this is a good thing or not. <laughs> so uh, focus networking. Heather, what is it? Why is it important? So the line of discussion we have had is that you have a lot of options for networking in quantity. There is a lot of events you can go to. There's a lot of things being offered. And I feel like when you're starting networking, it's good to go to a lot because you want to get to know 
what it's about, who the group of people is. But at a certain point, once your business has increased to a level where you're having to run the business and facilitate it, you have to really start focusing on quality of networking because it can very easily become a 60-hour work week just of networking. And if you're not able to capture that at a high level or if your workload starts to increase, then you can't maintain that amount of networking and all of a sudden you're not seeing the results of your pipeline as much because you're not networking constantly the way you were facilitating the business. So focus networking being who is that ideal client or that ideal group of people that you're getting in front of consistently at a high level and what other ones do you need to not do in order to focus your time and energy on those that bring the biggest results. So Patrick, when it comes to your, your business is networking and putting together referral groups, right? Mm -hmm. So when it, how do you help businesses, you know, make sure, okay, you're a good fit for here and this is going to be worth their time. It's a, it's a, it's a great question. Cause you don't only really know always what they're looking for in their business. Sometimes the first questions that you always get the mundane answer, the, Oh, I'm just looking for other people in X, Y, Z category or strategic business partners or something like that. What I found is sometimes it's just a small intimate group where you actually know somebody so that it's a referral of a personal nature that happens to have a business uh, attached to it rather than just a business uh, relationship. So you, if you know somebody well, you know more about them than just what their business is, you tend to give referrals and you tend to listen for them. And so I'm not really certain if I'm answering the question correctly, but to me, it's that that really solid personal connection where you know somebody well and you trust them to be able to provide a solid referral of a, I know this person, I trust this person, and I want to give them to you because they will help you out in your business or in your home or anything that you need. Well, that's a core quality that I, I identify with big time. Lisa, What maybe what uh, to delve in a little further on there is like, who is your ideal client and where do they hang out? Anywhere and anyone, actually, because you can actually trace grief and loss all the way back through your life. It affects every component. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the loss of a person. It could be a loss of an item. Many people attach their personal possessions and they lose it. They just completely lose their ability to function. Um, an animal. Or maybe even the last couple of years, the restrictions that they came off of during COVID and for, during the pandemic. So I do a lot of teaching on post-pandemic grief and where it is it. How many people are so angry right now? So that actually is a, a large part of so what a I lot do. of a lot of people. So it, and we yes. hear that a lot. So I'm mm -hmm. gonna Heather, I'm gonna come back to you on sure. this because look, there's everybody may want your service or even need your service, but can everybody afford your service, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where a lot of businesses run into, and this is discussions that we've had, which is why I love bringing this into a group setting, is that are you spending your time in front of the people who can actually afford your services or connect you with people that afford your services? So Heather, I'm going to take it back to you on that. How do we figure that out? Well, I think a really good guiding idea is the Pareto's principle in this one. It's that 20% of the effort derives 80% of the results, right? So yes, everybody could use your services, but who are the populations or the groups that converge together that are most likely to use your services, even though 
most of the population could use most of everybody's services if we really get down to it. Not everybody thinks they need it right now or can afford it. So if you're being strategic with your time, that 20%, where is that 20% best spent? I actually see a lot of physicians. Mm-hmm. Um, physicians come to me um, to be able to do grief. That makes um, sense. A lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety. Um, so I see a lot of business people in those in those areas. So that kind of cuts me down on who and what I'm seeing. Um, businesses will also bring me in to be able to speak to the whole group uh, for motivation. Mm-hmm. So I will also do public speaking on that end for motivation in a group setting for businesses. Right, so, and it's so it's putting yourself in a position where you can get more of that. So Patrick, back to you one more time. It's like so when we're when you're organizing your referral group and you're bringing people together, does has this been an issue that's even come up for you yet, or is it? It seemed like it would be a good topic of conversation to have with people coming in. Is yeah, I mean, since since I run a, you know a paid networking group, so people pay for memberships, and there's several different organizations in town where people pay in order to join as a full member of the group. Of course, there's always going to be guests. the The benefit to that, and one of the the benefits that we would like it because there's a lot of free opportunities in town, and a lot of them are very very good. But at the same time, when a whole bunch of people, like has said, there's a lot of people in that space who are there because it's free. And they're not going to be that captive audience or, like you said, ability to afford your services no matter what they are. So one of the benefits of a a paid networking group is you know that everybody there can afford in their business to pay to be there. And that sounds so horrible, but you also know that they can pay to be there. And most likely their networking group and the people that they know and their strategic partners can also afford to be in that space. So therefore, you kind of... There's a limiting factor as far as number of people that you're connecting with, but much higher like return on investment or that Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule that says these people can afford my services. Right, well, and I think when you've got skin in the game, they're going to be paying more attention to actually make sure they get the value back out of it. And I think it's interesting because he's creating that community, and we've talked about that too because that's what you're doing with the Facebook group is creating a community and there's going to be certain people when we talk through this that that community is going to fit really well for because they, you know, want to get plugged in to, to the network. They may not be local in San Antonio. They cannot physically network with the guests on the show. So the Facebook community works really well. Same for your networking group. I'm sure certain industries benefit highly and show clear results versus potentially others that don't have as much of a conducive market within it even if they can't afford it i know there are some industries like yours where you could network with a bunch of different mm-hmm. mysticists but doctors if that's going to be your main referral source well, that is one of the main areas but if you'll take for example somebody who's smoking wants to quit mm-hmm. how much are they spending a week on cigarettes oh so much okay <laughs> yeah or how about the person at the very beginning of january decides to go and plug into a fitness routine and goes to one of your local gyms and starts paying in and then doesn't go again, but they're stuck in a contract for a year. So they're spending a couple of hundred maybe, and there's not going. So then that's motivation to be able to help them get remotivated to stay in that. There's lots of soft costs, you know, that people don't realize as we go through. All right. Excellent discussion. Enjoyed that. Um, I like digging in a little bit. Sometimes we just scratch the surface, but that's why the after show is so important because we can always revisit important topics on the show. (laughs) All right. First up on the show is Patrick Johnson, the owner 
and community builder of the Network in Action San Antonio, a business referral organization. Patrick, welcome to the show. First timer. Glad so, to have you. So glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, your background, just give us a little bit of 90 second bio on you and how you got to where you are. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a trained pastor and I'm still pastoring uh, here in San Antonio. Um, and uh, after I finished my, my doctoral work, I was had trained myself to not sleep. Uh, so I wanted to do something else. Uh, so I started a uh, right before uh, the pandemic, I started a coaching practice, had some great clients, but then the pandemic happened and my clients worked through my system. And so they kind of said goodbye and I didn't know what to do, but I don't idle well. So I uh, hooked up with this guy out of Florida and he's like, hey, why don't you write a book? And I was like, okay. Uh, so he put me through his process for writing a book. Uh, and his process is, is to go and talk to people about your weak points in your topic, right? So my topic was self-reflection, so I was talking to a whole bunch of people about self-reflection, but we just got into other conversations, and I realized that I enjoyed meeting with people much more than I did the writing and editing process. So that kind of led me into the learning more about networking, because as a pastor, I had never really done that before, never needed to do that before. And so got into networking, realized I liked it, realized that there was a, a potential way for, for me to kind of do it uh, as, a, as a side project, and then kind of through another networking relationship, uh, found the organization out of Houston called Network in Action, and me and my wife discussed it and purchased the franchise uh, rights for the San Antonio area. Right, so, awesome. Go ahead. Uh, I've got a just whole pile <laughs> oh, no, of questions okay. off yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> I know she did. Yeah. <laughs> You've Go gone through several like iterations. You were coaching. You're still pastoring. Mm -hmm. You were writing. And then through that, it sounds like you found your strength, and now you're utilizing that unique ability to build out your franchise and, and build this networking thing. How have the results been different in the networking piece versus the other things that you've tried? Um, I like it much more. I in, enjoy my, my time with it uh, much more than writing and much, much more than editing. Uh, that mm -hmm. was uh, like the bane of my existence for a good month and a half. Um, the coaching I really liked, but it always felt when I was coaching, it was me and the client and the and the client looking for me to provide answers, which also means that I wasn't coaching as effectively as I should be because I was also still kind of new to it. But I kind of doubted my own ability to make a difference in there. So a lot of the imposter syndrome that I'm hoping that we're going to get into yeah. later yes. came into my coaching practice. However, with networking, I'm not the the product. I'm not selling a service or something, what I'm doing is just allowing folks to connect together and in building a network, and I prefer the term community because I'm mm -hmm. allowing them to help each other. And there's a lot of collective wisdom and knowledge in my groups and in the communities that we're building much more than I could ever provide as a coach or a mentor or an author. So can I challenge that just a little bit? Because I oh, think boy. that as, as a leader of a networking group, because that's why I'm getting into this is why our conversation is super important to me, super valuable, mm -hmm. is because I'm learning how to do this as well. And I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility when it comes to bringing business together and facilitating that and make sure that it's high level, that they're going to get the biggest bang out of that. Like B&I is super expensive, right? This is not to knock on BNI, but it's expensive. Oh, yeah. So you have to be like really good at making sure you get that value back out of it, which I've been able to do, but it's like you have to dig into that. But I also think with leadership, with good, strong leadership and direction, that so much more can come out of that, you know, that referral group. So what's how do you what do you bring to your referral group business that really kind of is that your secret sauce? 
Oh, uh, secret sauce is a strong word, uh, and I'm a little bit hungry already. So, um, <laughs> but I would say the the secret sauce is that I'm I'm out for my clients. So, uh, and I and I enjoy uh, talking with them and letting them talk with each other to be able to connect. I mean, uh, I wouldn't really call it a secret sauce because there's no secret in it. It's just hey. If I have the best intentions for all my clients and I want to see their businesses grow and I want to see them do it in an efficient and an effective way, then all I have to do is just keep an open mind and say, have you met this person? Because you guys both like cars or have you met this person? You guys share a business referral system. You know, if you're a if you're a, a lawyer and he's a finance guy, OK, that might work out really well. But at the same time, I want you guys just to know each other and meet each other. And I want you and you to just connect because the the fun thing that I love is the serendipitousness of networking where you think these people don't have anything in common and then you facilitate them to meet together in a one-on-one or just at the end of a meeting and you find out that they both like exotic cars or they both went to Africa recently or some crazy thing that you would have never been able to do and they form a lasting, authentic relationship. That's the thing that I just love. I wouldn't call it a secret because it's not a secret. Right. It's that unique. It's something that every leader brings to what they're doing, right? It's something that facilitates. What are your thoughts there, Heather? Well, I think facilitates is a great word because facilitating doesn't mean you're like forcing the information on people. It means you are just putting them in the opportunity space to make the most out of it. But it's still, I mean, I love what he said. It depends on them. It's not on him to force a relationship. He's simply finding commonalities, pointing them out. And it's their job to go from there. And that's a, the great thing about coaching. I love that you said that, too, because coaching is not supposed to be about giving people the answers. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we had this The clients too. want you to give them the answers, but it's, it's never it's, – if you give yeah. them the answers, it's always going to be an external answer, never an internal answer. You're, you're welcome for Just that. Speaking like, yeah. my language. Oh, um, my gosh. The, the word that I'm actually starting to love when it comes to networking is curate mm. because I like to think that instead of facilitating, that I'm curating an environment – for the community to grow. And so I'm resonating on Curate right now, though facilitate is something that I'm certain, certain I'm doing on a regular basis. Well, and I don't think people I like know. the word choreography. Choreography. Oh. You choreograph it. Yeah. I don't like that word. Anyway. <laughs> my company with the absolute opposite. <laughs> you're, you're, you're thinking about tights right now, aren't I'm you? Just tutu? I'm just yeah. trying to get In some tights. mojo back here. But the here. thing is, like, I don't think people realize how... Like, it seems small. It seems like it's not doing that much to simply, like, facilitate choreograph get people together and like get the ball rolling but it is because a lot of people don't have that skill set or they just don't think about it outside of what they have going on because being a business owner is almost synonymous with being busy and being a little bit overwhelmed and all in your own head so having someone else externally come in and be like you know what you guys both love exotic cars and you own businesses run with that can be a huge help so what's the goal with the uh, referral group when you, you're putting one together for San Antonio? Just one? I have one right now. I'm putting one together in uh, the Shirt Sublo area. Right now it'll probably launch first of the year. Um, and so the like the big goal is to be able to make a San Antonio place where people aren't afraid to enter into the entrepreneurial space, either as a second career or as a side career, so that they can, and they can join groups, whether it's BNI or or NIA, or uh, Sang, or Bong, or, or any other ones, and say, hey, I know that I can have the relationships quickly so that I can make my business a success and eliminate that fear, which happens in almost all entrepreneurs when they enter into the space, and then when they consider making their side gig their main gig. There's a lot of, you know, just 
hesitation and fear that I want to try to eliminate. That's a big step. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, my cell is 918-671-4557. So like it's always back. a power move when people give out their cell phone numbers. It's like... Uh, is that a power move? I feel like it uh, is, oh, kind okay. of. Yeah, because uh, it's not like a... There's no, what is it called, yeah. gatekeeper It's like, hey, there. yeah, it's I'm like, not afraid. Give me a call on the cell or send me a text. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, good move. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Patrick. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We'll get into more of that in the after show. Okay. Well, maybe. We'll see. We, we, said, after after show. Show. we wow. might spend a whole time on Lisa's <laughs> really hypnosis. I'm excited show. about <laughs> hearing more about hypnosis. Yeah, you get to be part nice. of the after show. All right. Next up on the show is Lisa Sigsworth, a registered nurse who's also a hypnotist and end-of-life educator who specializes in grief, death, and dying. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Okay. Me too. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm just going to tell you, I don't get nervous very often, but when you talk about <laughs> grief and stuff like that, I mean, because my wife uh, went through that with her with her wife, so it's a sensitive topic. So, you know, um, those are, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Somebody who can come in and help somebody deal with grief because people get stuck there. It's no joke. But let me t- or tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today, about 90 seconds. All right. In 1989, I found my mom dead. She had cancer, and we didn't have anything called hospice during that time frame. So I was in education. I was about to graduate, uh, had been t- accepted to Denton in Denton, Texas, Texas Women's University. I wanted to be in sports medicine. And sometimes the universe just kicks you into a different field, and sometimes it just moves you whether you want to be moved or not. So I took a 400-level sociology class, and I learned about hospice. And I then got into nursing. And I went to nursing school, graduated, spent some time in oncology, and then went off into hospice and home health and spent the majority of the last 30-something years doing that. Um, around 10 years ago, our quality indicators came back with people wanting something different other than pain management. They didn't want to have to take pain medicine at the end of life. They wanted something different. Um, and you can also look at the way that the world is moving with the boomers and uh the Gen Xers, as I'm a Gen Xer, um, wanting something different at the end of life. Uh, even now, not even having to be at the end of life, you want something different when it comes to medicine. So we started looking at it, and I was like, hmm, guided imagery, yeah, Lamaze, different things that I had already learned about. So I actually started taking classes, and have, and I'm, I'm now considered a master level in hypnosis, but I never say you doctorate level. You never get to that because of the fact you're continuously learning. You're continuously evolving doing that. So I began teaching the staff and the nursing staff and the therapist on how to do pain management symptom control with using the mind, with focus, um, grief, grief work with the uh, afterwards, making sure that the families were getting what they needed. Um, I actually have a couple of books on Amazon with that um and yeah uh it is very hard to edit a book yeah that's a pain <laughs> yeah you gotta hire a professional it's a very yeah you gotta, <laughs> it's hard i actually have two mentors out in california that helped me with that um and i just continued uh, in the hypnosis world i started going to the conferences because i'm i'm actually one of those strange people who like conferences i love conferences I've actually spoken at the Louisiana-Mississippi Hospice Organization for the last 15 years um, as a presenter. I'm an LNEC trainer, an end-of-life nurse educator. I'm C-CHIPT, which is a certified hospice and palliative care nurse. Um, and to me, that has been a wonderful 
experience. Well, I liked helping other people. So I was a cop for like 30 years, and I was at, made plenty of calls, right, where you've got a situation where somebody passed away, right? And if hospice was involved, then it was a really smooth transition. If it wasn't, then it was a little bit more bumpy, right, when it yes. comes to handling everything. And this and, is actually a National Hospice Month, November. It is. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot of respect for hospice care workers um, that, because it's not an easy thing to do, and to do it with that gentleness, care, and respect and compassion that's really needed to be effective in there is, is really cool. So uh, m- a lot of respect for what it is that you're doing. When it comes to the hypnosis part of it, how does that plug into that end-of-life experience in a way that's helpful for those folks going through it? A lot of it has to do with the mindset. If you are calm and you actually have people coaching you, the staff is coaching you through this. In fact, there's a new catchword now and, and a whole group of people called end-of-life doulas. And we'd always called ourselves death doulas anyway, kind of a different kind of amongst ourselves many, many years ago. But now it's out there coaching the people, just like when you're a woman is having a baby at the end of life. It's the same way. You're just going in the opposite direction. So if a woman is told that she's pregnant and she's going to have a baby, then she gets goes home. She tells her family talks to the family, they get the house prepared, they make arrangements, they make everything toward that baby. And then at the very end of her term, which that's all that means is at the end of her term, at the end of that term, she gives birth, hopefully, with good coaching and good preparation to a wonderful, healthy baby. That doesn't always happen. And so because of that, at the end of life, if you flip-flop that, you are told that you have a terminal or an end point to a disease process and you're told that you're going to not be here anymore then you go home and you tell your family and then you what you start making arrangements then you start making those arrangements and getting everybody prepared getting your house prepared and hopefully at the end of your term when it comes to that end with good coaching and good preparation then you can exit this life and be birthed into the next so it's a birthing in in reverse to that and I found that with working with, just like in Lamaze, and breathing exercises and different things with that, because Lamaze is actually focus, focus on a spot, focus on this spot, breathing. The same thing happens in the state of hypnosis. Um, a lot of people think, what is hypnosis? Okay, hypnosis is guided imagery. Not necessarily. There's no hypnotic phenomena. That is the difference between guided imagery and hypnosis. Um, Well, then you must stand on a stage and make people cluck like a chicken. (laughs) No, I don't. I've watched it. I think it's humorous. I was actually telling Patrick earlier, uh, my cousin always takes me when I speak in Vegas, because I speak at the big conferences all over the world. Um, He always takes me to hypnosis shows in Vegas. And I love it because it's my time with him and it it brings him joy and it makes me laugh. Um, I speak on that and I teach most of your therapists, chaplains, um, um, psychiatrists, any of those fields are taught Ericksonian hypnosis. And that's conversational hypnosis. Um, But I also help. My the staff that I did. I'm I'm no longer in administration with with um with hospice, but I do still speak at the conferences. I actually my business is doing the actual groundwork now with hypnosis, 
with the um, owners and and people. So I'm curious because mindset is a, a running theme, and I'm always reading business books and self personal development books because it's just you know green juice for the brain, mm-hmm. right? And that mental mindset, the positivity, is something that is a running theme throughout all of them. You have to think you can achieve it. You have to believe in yourself. You have to be confident. But I know as business owners, I have dealt with it. I think everyone who's ever owned a business and who's ever, you know, just been a human fights with the negative, more pessimistic side, the apathy, the burnout, the overwhelm. And we were talking about this in my BizConnect seminar last week. So people struggle with that. They know they should be thinking positive, but it seems like they always kind of divert to negative. Does hypnosis help bridge that gap? What does that look like? It can actually because... It's the way you Mm self-talk. And your self-talk will talk you into whatever. The mind automatically grabs the negative. It does. If you're talking to yourself or if you're talking to somebody else, the mind automatically grabs the most negative outcome. We're just wired that way. Mm -hmm. Now, some people are are, are Pollyannas. I love to say that word, Pollyanna. It's Christmas time anyway, which means always happy. Now, I've always tried to be a happy person. I never really looked at a negative thing. But where did my law of attraction go? (laughs) Because, you know, and that's what those books are for, the shift, the different ones on talking Mm -hmm. about how you do that. But in the last couple of years, there's also been a twist on it called, and it's called toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Those people who everybody else in the office wants to no longer have there. (laughs) Because they're not the morning person. And here comes morning Melly. You know, they're all happy and everybody in the office is like, mm, yeah, like when is it delusion? Mm. You know, yeah. What kind of a delusion are they under? And they're not. They actually have that positivity because they're just a bubbly person. But the flip side of that is that those are also the people who, when they commit suicide, everybody is completely baffled as to what happened. Mm-hmm. So coaching mindset I um I do coaching mindset and I also do transpersonal meditation. Um, I studied that in India. That's a whole different area. But whenever you're talking to somebody, you're needing to align the mental, the physical, the spiritual, and the emotional mm-hmm. side. If one of those are out of whack, then your financial side and your professional side is going to be out of line. So you actually have to line those up. And so what hypnosis does is I don't get in your mind. You're already in your mind. But you put a mirror up to yourself to be able to help you figure that out. Because sometimes it's just you realizing what works and what doesn't work. If you're always a negative person, you flip the script a little bit. But you can't flip the script, the script all the way. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that it doesn't, it won't align with the rest of you. Someone who is inherently negative and whose parents were inherently negative, and their parents were inherently negative. I call my husband inherently inherently negative, and I blamed it on the fact that they all come from England, but I don't know that that's (laughs) necessarily true. He was like, he laughs at me on that, but he knows that, and he recognizes it. So a big part of it is actually recognizing that component Mm -hmm. in your own self. Then once you recognize it and you name it, then you can actually work on it. 
So the hypnosis is not so much to change your mind as it's to give you the tools, the tools and the clarity to see. It's like banging your head against a wall. Yes. And then somebody comes and just kind of like turns you around. Yeah. A little bit. Well, it has to fit, too, because if it's too far out, to your point, I think, then it's not something that you're going to be able to actually do. Maybe you can adjust a bit, but it's really not who you are at the end of the day. So let's not try and make a grapefruit an orange. Let's Correct. just leave it as a grapefruit, yeah. but let's just put a little sugar on it so it's a little Correct. sweeter. But after so many years of flipping that switch and flipping small things, mm-hmm. when you go to look back five years, you're not the same person. Right. You made some progress. So You've made progress. We're, we're going to have to actually leave it there. Yeah. After yeah. show. But, but we're going to have to ask show. you another question because <laughs> yeah. so I've got in, a really good one. We're going to get into the imposter syndrome when we nice. get into the after yeah. show. But right. that's for the people who are part of that Facebook group. You're going to have to join. Uh, that's, that's, I'm trapping you. I'm we're like, gatekeeping. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, I got the hook out there in the bait. Anyway, uh, so Lisa, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Actually, you can send me an email at lisasigsworth at gmail.com. Um, I have a 985 number, which I still haven't moved from New Orleans. 985-249-0953 is my cell phone. Awesome. Um, but oh, it's lisasigsworth.com. I also have that. Very good. And I'm also Lisa Ford Sigsworth on uh, Facebook. Okay, that's enough, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a scantron. Right? <laughs> All right. So thank you for that, Lisa. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed that segment. I'm looking forward to the after show as well. All right. As we wrap up this show, a quick reminder, check out our latest podcast and catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website, SATalkRadio.com. And if you want to join the Facebook community so you can get the after show and get the more information, then you can click on the link there and uh, get your membership going. All right, that's going to be it for us for this one. Great job, everybody, and we'll see you in the after show. Thank you. Thank you.